Hey guys, welcome back to Lords of Order, a DC's Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and beware there will be spoilers. You can get in touch with me on Twitter by tweeting Teal, T-E-A-L, Productions. Lords of Order has Facebook and Google Plus pages where the episodes are posted. The Dr. Fate fan podcast at gmail.com is my email address. And BigTimeNoise.com slash Dr. Fate is the website where you can leave comments like Earth 2, who on episode 96 noted a faux pas that I made. He writes, Mr. No, I thought his name was Mr. Who. And I responded, yep, Mr. Who. I must have gotten distracted thinking about Italian comic books. So I do apologize for that. Sometimes my brain and mouth are not as intimately connected as they should be. And so the one does one thing, the other something else, which I'm sure is not the first nor last time those of you that listen intently will notice on these podcasts. Also, on episode 99, we have a comment left by... Rasul Adam Hassan, I apologize if I mispronounce that. Please get in touch with me and correct me so that I know how to pronounce your name. Thank you, Mr. Moore, for this podcast on the greatest magical character in all of comics. He also has the best look. I do agree. I, I enjoy his look um, a lot more recently. They've done a lot to embellish his character and uh, some of the embellishments I like some I don't, but uh, it is certainly something that has stayed for the past, you know, I don't know, 60, 70 years plus. So that's cool. Which means it must have something good, right? Because artists continually go back to it. All right. Justice League Dark Number 2, The Last Age of Magic Part 2, brought to us by James Tynan Fourth, and I apologize Last episode, in my angst over the mispronunciation of his name, I misquoted his lineage. He is the fourth, not the third, which I believe I said last episode. Mr. Tynan, James, the fourth. I apologize. Penciled by Alvaro Alvaro Martinez Bueno. Inked by Raul Fernandez. Colored by Brad Anderson and lettered by Rob Lee. Now, our story opens with some history on Dinah and her uh, first introduction to Hecate. Hecate? Hecate? However you pronounce that? I'm not sure. Um, Then we cut to the lower levels of the new Justice League headquarters where the current Wonder Team, Sans Dr. Fate, are fighting some Magic users on whatever level they have used magic that have died and have been consumed and resurrected by magic in monstrous, grotesque forms. No matter how little magic they used, the magic has used them and corrupted them uh, physically, materially. So uh, we have a little... Face-off here between Wonder Woman and Zatanna, because uh, in the first issue of Justice League Dark, Wonder Woman felt she needed to assemble a team and went around talking to people and was told no 
doors slammed in her face, told to mind her own business, all these other things, all except for Bobo, um, Detective Chimp, who said, I'll help you, Diana. Let's go check out, you know, whatever it was she was at. Let's go check that out. So now with this thing, this putrefaction of dead magic users that has been occurring, uh, which very much sounds like John Constantine's thing to pick up and worry about, you know, not so much Zatanna, but she has come to Diana looking for help. And Diana was like, oh, oh, I see. After I was asking you for help, you decided it was best for you to come asking me for help. Hmm. Funny how that went. And Swamp Thing two or three times has to uh, verbally step in between the two when, you know, basically Diana is telling Zatanna to shove off. You know, I came to you. You said no. You came to me. What do you think I'm going to say, basically? But she doesn't. She is Diana. She is probably the most honorable person in most of, if not all of the DC universe. Uh, DC characters, Diana probably comes very, very close to being my second favorite behind Dr. Fate. Uh, The Spectre is kind of in there too. So between she and the Spectre. Uh, Diana, Prince or Princess Diana being Wonder Woman. I'm sorry for those of you that may not know all of the names and all the characters in the DC universe. I'm I'm speaking of Wonder Woman. She is the current leader of the Justice League's Wonder Team. Uh, so she and Zatanna go back and forth, and Zatanna's like, well, you know, actually, we need help. And uh, surveying your team here, no one here has the magical connections that we need to get the answers that we're looking for, but I know who does have those connections. And so they pop up in Salem, Massachusetts, where the narrator tells us, if you, <clears throat> if you will give me a moment, in Salem, Massachusetts, there stands a four-sided pillar with no doors or windows, a monument to the power of order which it was built to honor and protect. Men call it the Tower of Fate, but in truth it is not but a doorway, a tear between our reality and another. It is a beacon of magical power, a beacon powerful enough to call forth the tree of wonder in its shadow. The tower is a simple trick, a lie, meant to stand as a comfort to those who believe in the power of its occupant, and a threat to those who fear him most. Very much like those golden age narrations that I I love to read at the beginning of his stories. Um, The five wonder members, Swamp Thing, Wonder Woman, Detective Chimp, Zatanna, and a now back to his human host of Man Back, Dr. His name escapes me. But we also see the Tree of Wonder here next to it. So hopefully this will stretch through the DC Universe anytime we're talking about the uh, Tower of Fate. We have the Tree of Wonder here and likewise the other trees around the DC Universe. Should be three others. So they beseech the the tower to let them enter, and we see the words of fate, which are uh, balloons with a yellow band around them to denote that it is he speaking. And and I, in in my mind's ear, if you will, I I, I hear it differently, but I'm not really sure what the difference would be if I had to uh, define the difference or explain it via words. And a large onk, 
appears on the side of the tower, I guess, through which they will walk, except for Swamp Thing, who has detected a connection between the Tree of Wonder and these former magical users' dead bodies that were reanimated that they recently uh, destroyed, really. They were very much zombie-like, and so you couldn't just beat them up to get them to stop. You had to basically obliterate the body in some way. Between those that attacked at the Hall of Justice and the Tree of Wonder, uh, Swamp Thing notes a connection. So he goes to investigate it. Um, maybe, maybe he didn't want to be in the Tower of Fate because it, it's he can't be where the Tower is, maybe, or something like that. I would like to believe is more what happened other than him going to the Tree of Wonder and ultimately having this conversation with John Constantine, which is what happens in the story. Go inside, and uh, here is Dr. Fate in all of his accoutrement glory, full helm, and we see that there's a reason for the full helm here by the end of the story. So they beseech Dr. Fate. Um, turns out, and, and this is something that I don't quite understand, it's something, it's an argument I heard from fans when this team was first put together and Diana was chosen to be the representative on the Justice League of the forces of wonder, of magic. Apparently, magic users are a closed or virtually closed community. Uh, if you are in, you are part of the community. If you do not wield magic, you are not part of the community. Now, I ask you, someone who at the very least was given powers by the Greek slash Roman gods, or is a biological product, uh, dare I say, a child of biologically the Greek or Roman gods. How that would not qualify you to be a magical being is beyond me. Not only that, but she has encountered and or fought and or befriended throughout her life some of the most mythical magical beings in the DC universe. How is she not qualified, A, to lead the magical policing team of the Justice League for the DC Universe, and two, to be considered in with magic users as opposed to out. Well, Zatanna told her that she was out, and here Dr. Fate is uh, chewing out Zatanna for asking the help of an outsider or asking that an outsider being be, be included. And, and I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Of all the Justice League, currently. Now, Dr. Fate has been a member of the Justice League. The Spectre has been a member of the Justice League. Yeah, you know, maybe they could put up some, some better arguments. Well, for that matter, Zatanna has been a member of the Justice League previously. Um, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that they're treating Diana that way. Um, and, and she needs to be slapping some folks, really, for, for dissing her and who and what she is. But... Being Diana, no. She takes the far high, high, higher ground. So ultimately, they convince Dr. Fate that they need to speak to Nabu, uh, not just Dr. Fate. They need to speak to one of the 
original Lords of Order. So Dr. Fate whisks he, Zatanna, and Wonder Woman off, leaving Detective Chimp and Dr. Yeah, what's his name? Who turns into the man bat. Uh, meanwhile, we cut outside to Swamp Thing, who has approached the Tree of Wonder and is sitting before it here in contemplation, I guess. He has this conversation with John Constantine, and it alludes to some other story elements that will affect at some point uh, Swamp Thing. At least in this book, I don't know if it will affect Swamp Thing overall. He has some things coming up. Uh, he was just in a Halloween book that came out. Um, I believe that he was in a Walmart Halloween book that just came out. I believe he's getting a TV show here shortly, maybe on that new DC streaming thing. So his his stock is on the rise. I don't know what this portends to that. Uh, his conversation with John Constantine. I'm I'm not. I am purposely trying to avoid it because. I don't want to get into all the other aspects of all these other characters. There are other podcasts out there that can do that. You can read and, and see what they're doing as well. You know, you can find out firsthand. But we cut to Diana and Zatanna and Dr. Fate as they're walking through uh, some aspect of the tower here. You know, it's in ruins. It looks like a part of a castle in a city. So, uh, again, the way that they are treating this, the... Castle of Fate is merely the doorway, an entrance to another dimension. And in this dimension, there's any number of things that are possible. So they're having a conversation, Zatanna, Wonder Woman, Dr. Fate, about needing Nabu's help and why. Of course, Dr. Fate is aware of what's going on, but he tells them a story about the first Lords of Order who all turn out to have been human which is kind of disappointing, I guess. I mean, why would they all have to be human? But they were. And they started dabbling and unleashed magic and were not able to control it. And so they tried to control it with, among other things, the the vestments. Is that the right word? The accoutrement that Dr. Fate wears, the helm, uh, the ankh, the belt, the gauntlets. Although here, they just show that they have fashioned the full helm and uh, a ring, I notice, on his hand. But he's telling, uh, as he's telling the story, he relates that their means of control were things such as language, staffs, wands, rules, counterbalances, the tools of order. And he's telling them that now... The magic, the the uh, basically, I envision it as they messed with things that they probably shouldn't have, and they certainly weren't equipped to in the beginning. But they found ways to deal. Now, what has happened is this pinhole that they punched into the magic, uh, the dimension of magic. Um, it has held magic back, but now the 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 uh the, the the consciousness of magic has noticed and focused its attention on that pinhole and so now it is going to be pushing more magic through to earth than it can handle and among these things are um something i will tell you what it is here in a minute when i get to that 
point in the comic book, but it's given name by Dr. Fate. Uh, we cut back to the doctor and Detective Chimp, who uh, are messing around, except that they break a vase, and a, and a vase that the doctor seems to think has someone moving on it. He hands it to Detective Chimp to uh, look at, but Detective Chimp doesn't grasp it, and it falls and breaks. And embracing, it releases none other than Khalid Nasur, the uh, wielder of the fate powers granted by Nabu most recently, other than this that Kent Nelson is the character now. Khalid Nasur was Dr. Fate there for a little while. Uh, 15 to 20 books, very heavily steeped in Egyptian lore and knowledge. I really dug it for that. I didn't dig it for any of the other millennial Gen Z trappings, but the the basest and most historic of aspects for the storylines I did like and the character. But he's warning them. He says, my name is Khalid Nasur. I used to be Dr. Fate. Kent Nelson hasn't been in control of the helm or the tower in weeks. It's Nabu. Nabu is the one bringing the other kind. And as he starts to, as he's continuing to speak, he um, is sucked back into as the vase is reassembled and put back on its stand by some unseen force. The other kind is the word I was looking for. That's the name given to the magical being or magical forces that are uh, causing problems on Earth. With that happening, uh, perhaps something going on outside, they really didn't get into it too much, between the Tree of Wonder and Swamp Thing, kind of setting things on edge. Zatanna notices that things are not right. Dr. Fate acknowledges you're correct. I feel it, and it brings me great relief, he says, as he is sitting almost lotus, uh, floating above Diana and Zatanna. It's time for the world to rid itself of magic. That's why, after all these millennia, I open the door to the other kind to take it back. And with that pronouncement, things start to happen. Diana attacks fate, saying, Ah, you're not Kent, are you? You're Nabu. And he's telling her that he is. Diana, you're out of your league. You're messing with stuff you don't understand. Uh, Zatanna, tries to, Zatanna tries to attack him, and he just swipes her away. Um, and then he disappears. There is uh, a great expel of energy, and the room that Diana and Zatanna were in is enveloped in darkness. And then we see... As the two of them are standing there in the shadows, we see a pair of feet, it looked like to me. And it turned out I was correct. But then when the image uh, develops, we see a body um, upside down with from the ankles to the waist in darkness. We see the feet and we see the rest of the torso and the head. It is a scaly body. We don't really have a, an image of dimension to it. We don't know how big it is. Uh, there are flies flying around and on the body. It is dripping perhaps with some sort of ichor or pe- perhaps it's webbing that is dripping off the body. And then as you move down to the panel, you get to the face and the face says, now who shall I eat first? So this is the other kind who is consuming magic we we find out and it is just a mouth 
across the portion of the head where the eyes would be, okay, it, the, the body is hanging upside down for us. Where the eyes were is a mouth, where the eyes would be is a mouth, but the mouth is right side up. Okay, it's not upside down like the rest of the body. So it's it's a it's a really, in its own way, a, a horrific character, a horrific image that we have been given here by Messieurs Bueno and Fernandez and Anderson to to kind of take in, and that's where we are left off. So, uh, so we have the uh, quasi return of Khalid Nasur, although he is trapped. Uh, we have Nabu, who is wearing the vestments. Again, is that the correct word? If that's not the correct word, somebody tell me. Rainments um, of fate. No sign of, of Kent Nelson, who Kent appeared in the metal miniseries, I believe. And that may have been Kent in the No Justice, but we don't know because it was all Dr. Fate. Now, he was doing things uh, as you would think a hero would. But it could have been Naboo just furthering a uh, uh, something that he wanted to occur. Who knows? Maybe the Tree of Wonder, something like that. It's hard to say. So this whole Naboo animating the armor, Kent being in it, whole kind of thing is kind of in flux. We certainly know that it is not Khalid Nasur that is wielding the armor at this point. So those are my thoughts for this episode slash issue next episode episode 109 i will be talking about justice league dark issue three talk to you guys then ciao lords of order is a teal production and as such is licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial non-derivative 3.0 unported license